0: Welcome to Inside New Mexico. I'm Derek Underhill, and I'm talking with the chairman of our Republican Party, former congressman of the 2nd Congressional District of New Mexico, Steve Pierce. And Steve, I wanted to follow up on last week's show. Apparently, Gavin Newsom beat the recall and is still governor of California. The Democrats came out, and instead of saying, well, we hear you folks that did want to recall Gavin Newsom, the Democrats are saying we're going to make a new law that requires more signatures to recall the governor. That's their answer to this.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're not going to improve the economy. They're not going to improve the response to COVID. They're not going to improve the chaos reigning in the streets of California. They're going to make it harder to recall the governor. That's exactly what New Mexico lawmakers have already done. It's against the law to recall the governor. In fact, you can't recall state senators or state House of Representatives members. You can't even recall county commissioners in New Mexico. It's only at the city level that you can make a recall. And that's where the Democrats want to carry things to where there is no right to ever hold them accountable for anything.
0: Hopefully that's going to change. But uh, hey, guess what? It is Hispanic Heritage Month.
1: It is. The Republican Party is totally aligned with conservative Hispanics. It's a growing number of people in New Mexico. A lot of Democrats during the last election cycle dropped their Democrat registration. Those Hispanic voters registered as Republicans. And so the ideas of faith, family and freedom ring true across America and they ring true in the Hispanic culture. And so this is a time when Republicans are saying, come join us but the bigger picture is that we celebrate the contributions of Hispanics in our history, a lot of noteworthy accomplishments, but also that culture. It's rich in tradition, a strong reliance on families, and those are all positive things for this country. When I see the entrepreneurial spirit of Hispanic business owners throughout New Mexico, I know that New Mexico eventually is going to be okay, because eventually Hispanic voters are going to understand they align with the conservative principles of the Republican Party, not the the progressive principles of the Democrat Party.
0: I was having conversation with Luis Sanchez, who's running for governor in New Mexico, and he said, being Hispanic and a Republican, he actually gets called a traitor by his friends. Imagine that, you can't even be a Republican or whatever party you wanna be if you're not a Democrat. Your own friends call you a traitor.
1: You remember that when we had a couple of Hispanic voters register as Republicans and start helping me in 2019 as as state party chair, that was the word that was spray painted across our building, traitor, because people don't want free thinking among the voters. They want them to just fall in line and do what they're supposed to do. Well, I've got news for them. Many, many minority voters across New Mexico are realizing that they align with our values. And that's what frightens the Democrats so much about Trump. He appeals to people who are ready for straight talk.
0: Donald Trump hasn't even announced whether he's going to run or not in the next election, but I saw my first Trump 2024 shirt today.
1: Now, as we're talking about Trump, you also want to mention the news about Hillary Clinton. The John Durham investigation indicted Michael Sussman. He was the lawyer for Hillary who failed to notify the FBI that Hillary paid for the dossier. Someone else should have been checking, but he is, uh, is guilty of misleading the FBI. And so John Durham has issued the indictment for him. When Dick Morris came out with that report, he also said that this is the unspooling of Hillary Clinton that this is the way they're going to get to them because Michael Sussman's not going to want to go to jail for what Hillary did. So we'll see. But Dick Morris calls this whole thing of manipulating public opinion to believe that Trump was colluding with the Russians. He calls it the dirtiest trick in American history. Now, if you read American history and our political cycles, there have been a lot of dirty tricks. And so for Hillary to be at the top of the list, I hope that John Durham is looking at her as well as her lawyer.
0: I understand trying to show strength. The Biden administration set off a drone strike, but killed innocent people.
1: Yes. You remember just a day or two after the suicide bomber killed the 13 Americans and untold numbers of Afghans, then that strike was the top news that was supposed to portray Biden as strong military. I could tell the day that it happened that it was going to be exactly this way. If you ever watched the movie Wag the Dog, it's exactly what played out. The Biden administration set off that drone strike, which killed seven children and three or four more adults did not kill any of the ISIS targets, which they said they killed. No, none. It was seven innocent children. And so you have to say that this president practicing infanticide and getting by with it, the media just keeps totally silent about all of these tremendous errors that he's making.
0: We've got a huge population of Haitian migrants gathering at the southern border, and he is putting them on airplanes and sending them back to Haiti. Imagine what would have happened in the press if President Trump had done that. He would have been called a racist, all kinds of things, and President Biden does this, and you don't hear a word like that.
1: Yeah, we've got thousands of people pouring across the southern border now. They're stacking up. They can't even get across the border quickly enough. It's not because they're being detained. It's not because they're being processed. It is because the lines to get in are filling up faster than they can get across the border. So the fact that he's sending a couple of thousand people home means nothing. This administration is still setting records every month for the number of people crossing illegally into the country. And it's just a crisis at the border, but it's a humanitarian. Crisis as well as a border crisis. The children are left there to fend for themselves. They're hungry. It's a super spreader event, and the Biden administration basically ignores it, and the press ignores it. It's a travesty what's unfolding at the border right now
0: also the biden administration has offended one of our closest allies the french tell us what happened there
1: they basically put a bid out to the australian government after the australian government had agreed to let france build some submarines for them and the u.s joined into a security pact with australia great britain and ourselves And that's okay, except you ought to inform our other allies, and no one in Europe knew about it. And so the French, our longest-term friend in the world, they helped us gain our independence back in the Revolutionary War. They were on our side. The Brits were fighting to quell the rebellion in the colonies, and the French stepped in and helped us gain our freedom. And now then they've carried their ambassador home from Washington, D.C. It is unprecedented, and it just, again, speaks to the ineptness of this administration.
0: The inflation in America continues to get worse. President Biden was saying earlier that it'll start to level off in the fall. I'm not seeing any sign of that. Are you?
1: No, in fact, the estimates were that we we're going to see 700,000 jobs this month. Instead, there were only 200,000. It's the largest differential in American history. Since we started measuring and forecasting the job growth figures, we've never had this great a split. And it just tells us that the economy is still in the tanks. We had a roaring economy under Trump. The COVID came out, the artificial shutdowns occurred, and now then Biden is in office saying that he's going to fix it all and he's fixing nothing. But in fixing nothing, he's creating this tremendous inflation that is exactly like a pay cut to people when you have to pay more for your gasoline. And we were paying eighty-nine a year ago, and now then we're paying over $4. I filled up just the other day, $77 to fill up my Jeep with diesel. And people just don't have the money to spend on essentials because they got to go to work. they got to drive their cars. We have to eat. The price of food is skyrocketing. And so this economic disaster is unfolding under the Biden administration, and there just seems to be nothing that can be done. Uh, We've got a great guest for our program today, our candidate for mayor of Albuquerque, Eddie Aragon, the only Republican running. And the Republican Party is doing everything we can to get the vote out to make sure that Republicans go and vote for Eddie Aragon for mayor of Albuquerque. It's a huge race.
0: Steve and I will be back in the third segment to talk about the tax increase that President Biden is suggesting. But next, I will be having a conversation with Eddie Aragon, who, as Steve just said, is the Republican candidate for mayor in Albuquerque. That's next on Inside New Mexico.
2: Attention, New Mexico veterans. If you were honorably discharged from the U.S. Armed Forces, you've earned state and federal benefits, and the New Mexico Department of Veteran Services is standing by to assist you. State benefits include a veteran's property tax exemption, education and training, and transportation services. We can also assist with claims for federal VA benefits. The state of New Mexico and this radio station thank you for your service. More information at nmveterans.org or 1-866-433-8387.
0: Welcome back to Inside New Mexico. Last week, I had the opportunity to sit down with Albuquerque mayoral candidate Eddie Aragon. Eddie owns and operates a local radio station in Albuquerque. He also hosts a three-hour talk show Monday through Friday. You'll find as you listen to my interview with Eddie, he has some unique ideas that you won't hear from any of the other mayoral candidates. We have the election. Mm -hmm. Eddie Aragon is the new mayor of Albuquerque. Mm -hmm. What happens now?
2: So it's five C's, and I'll just make it really super simple, okay, because we have to be able to tell our story when we're in front of people face-to-face. Hard to believe we're not face-to-face anymore between masking and all that, but for the city of Albuquerque, first and foremost, you've got to increase the morale, and you've got to remove those masking and vaccine mandates. We talk a lot about it. We're one of seven states that has the indoor masking rule that is here, and the other thing that I think is incumbent upon us is to remove that emergency situation. We're one of three states that has never removed that. So as far as running the city, you've got to increase morale. And the first thing I'll do day one is do that. As far as commerce, which is business, there's no essential, non-essential. I will remove the Albuquerque rapid transit. It's cost effective to go ahead and do so. But I think more importantly, you'll see me and my city manager, Cruiser, will be establishing a cloud kitchen. There's a number of different initiatives that we can take so we can restore our restaurants that were there. As you know, we lost 63 businesses when it comes to the, the rapid transit and the rebuilding of that. So there's so many things that have happened as far as business. That's been the largest one. Not as has been impacted, but the city and the state employees did not miss one check. Now we know there's there's somewhere between 40% to 52% of the businesses that have been shut down, never to return forever. So I got to do my part to go ahead and bring in that cloud kitchen so we can get some of those restaurants that hopefully haven't left yet. And you know how expensive it is to start a restaurant and a business. So the second seat is commerce. The third, well, crime. Obviously, we all have to talk about that. I'm not going to be firing the police chief first day. We need to keep every single police officer that i can. We need to study. I'll establish a council. We'll do a forensic audit analysis on the police department so we can understand the day-to-day of our police officers. We'll start giving more power back to the sergeants. We'll basically stratify the pay almost immediately because I control that $18.2 million of overtime. We'll give these guys an immediate boost. They'll go from fourth to first, highest paid in the entire state. We're going to figure out how to go ahead and solve crime, most importantly. But it starts within, and that's crime on third. You know our 911 calls have been down the last two years. We're going to get rid of this de- criminalization of certain types of petty crime. The broken window theory continues to be something that we have to do. We have to crack down on those crimes that are least amongst us. In terms of homelessness, vagrancy, camping, panhandling, I'm not talking about criminalizing. I'm talking about enforcing ordinances. Obviously, those are people in transition. We have to create those encampments so that those people have a very specific place that they can go. We get them to 30, 45 days of the help that they need. We can only house 3,500 people. There's another 1,524 that are out on the street, and we've got to do what we can to take care of that because a lot of the crimes and murders also involve people who are people in transition. And you know that it comes from a mental state, you know that comes from a, a drug state or an economically dependent state. Fourth is COVID, okay? Period. We've got to make that a campaign issue. So it's a five C's. COVID is really important issue for all of us to, to talk about because you can't plan your business, neither can I plan mine. We'll hire a local epidemiologist, we'll challenge the science, we'll challenge the mandates. And what's really crucial, I think, for the city of... Albuquerque to understand is that we are the most densely populated and we don't have to take those mandates coming from there. Certainly we can work with Michelle Luhan Grisham or whoever the governor is going to be at the point that we think that we need to work with her, but she's gone through two health secretaries already and she got rid of also the epidemiologist. So we're at a point where how can we trust her? How do we go and trust her to make a decision on a place that has 600,000 people? And finally, and most importantly, I'm going to root out corruption. I'm going to go after those uh, unsolved cases, obviously, Victoria Martins is going to be a very high priority. Uh, we're going to touch on Mary Hahn. We're going to get those 19 murders on the west side solved and see if it really was Lorenzo Salasad. We're going to see who is responsible for these things, because these are like a giant black hole cloud hanging over our city. I'm surprised more novelists haven't come in here to write about these types of things, but the corruption is at the very root of all this. So, the five C's, it's simple, it's straightforward. This is about uh, from failure to first, from a generational standpoint. We're not going to be able to do it overnight but I believe in flow, not force. I believe in moving things in the right direction. And I send out signal every day, not noise. The things that I communicate and that I talk about are things that any single person in the city of Albuquerque can know, understand, and know what it takes so that we can have a constructive way to create things. And I'm going to defeat the Democrats, and they say it's a not a partisan race, but you had two Democrats who tried, both tried to keep me off the ballot for this. We did it in 14 days, 3,305 signatures, and I can tell you the power of radio, as as you saw reflected in that, is alive and well. So whether it's your radio station or mine, we gotta get people talking, listening, interacting, and believing and hoping in.
0: When you say you're gonna get rid of masking and, and mandatory uh, vaccines, what if I, I have a listener that wants to wear a mask or wants to
2: get the vaccine? I have no problem with that whatsoever. On you get a choice to do with your body and be able to participate however it is that you want. Thank you. Uh, whether or not you live in or walk into any restaurant, you know a business has the right to reserve um, a service and refuse service for anybody that it wants. One of the ways to work on this is not a single obligatory police department officer will enforce the mask mandate or the vax mandate. We will not send our police officers to do that. We will not do that with our fire department. Department as well and they are under my jurisdiction that will not happen we will enforce things back upon them that's not the business of fire and Albuquerque Police Department or safety officers uh, that are out there so you can't mandate something that I am unwilling to not enforce and I think it's important for a lot of people to to realize that yes health is a choice
0: one of the big issues for the city
2: is this soccer stadium. Yes. Does that happen in an Eddie Aragon administration? It it does not happen. It does not have my support. And the way that I look at this is I don't believe in public-private partnerships. I don't believe in corporate welfare. I don't believe in issuing a credit card debt bond to the people of the city of Albuquerque for a team that didn't have one person in attendance in all of 2020. These are ostensibly some very successful people who are involved in the partnership and the business dealing. If it's such a great deal, they can purchase it themselves. And we'd be happy to help them with land and give them what they need on undevelopable land that the city can go ahead and give them access to, otherwise they're welcome to go Go ahead and do something directly with Nusenda Stadium, which is very, very comparable to the Phoenix Stadium that they use for their soccer team. The USL has only been in existence for 11 years. In the NFL, they didn't start building a bunch of various stadiums. They were using baseball stadiums. You could look at New York and the polo grounds. I mean, you could look at these types of things. We are like a hundred years behind. Uh, this is not a priority. I'm happy that it's on the ballot because I know that the city of Albuquerque will definitely vote it down. But I got to tell you, Derek, uh, this is... not something that should be a priority coming out of COVID.
0: Central Avenue is a mess. We're having accidents with the buses on there. We spent all this money on it and it's just not the central we used to cruise down. Mm-hmm. Well, when you were a kid, can we put it back the way it was? Yeah,
2: yeah the number is somewhere between thirty-two to thirty-four million dollars to go ahead and remove art uh, and reestablish our own mass transit traffic and establish that mass uh, transit is a loser. It's been losing somewhere between five to eight percent of its ridership every year for the last five, six years. But we got to get back our Route sixty-six. When people were going from Chicago to uh, the end of Santa Monica, they did so on Route sixty-six. Absolutely, and it was a beautiful, uh, you know, Toomkem Carry tonight became. Albuquerque where I can hang out for a few days we've had movie stars and various other people who have come through there and now it looks a little bit like the detritus of uh, some yesteryear opulence can you imagine if Vegas got vacated and what that would look like and that's a little bit what's happening in Nob Hill those people in that area Nob Hill Ridgecrest they need to see their property values go up again
0: That is Eddie Aragon, the only Republican on the ballot running for mayor of Albuquerque. In just a moment, I'll continue my conversation with our chairman of the Republican Party of New Mexico, Steve Pierce, on Inside New Mexico.
2: National
1: Guard and Reserve members are true leaders, both in the military and in the workplace. They are highly skilled and get the job done every day. Employer support of the Guard and Reserve, ESGR, can help you recruit top-notch service members to your workforce. Hiring Guard and Reserve members is good for your business and good for your community. Visit ESGR.mil slash employers to learn more.
0: Thanks for staying with us on Inside New Mexico. In our first segment, Steve Pierce and I were talking about the inflation problem in the United States. Steve?
1: On top of the inflation, which is causing pay cuts to people, then Biden is suggesting the largest tax increase in American history. Now, when you look at it, the top 1% already pay about 40 to 45% of the national budget. And so when you see these cute little things about tax the rich, the rich are paying a pretty good share. So the top 1% is about 40, 45%. If you go to the top 10%, then it's about 60, 65%. If you go to the top 25% of the wage earners in the country, then it's about 90% of the budget comes from those people. So the rich are being taxed pretty heavily already, but the Biden administration is now suggesting bigger tax increases than ever before. That's part of the reason that we're seeing Biden just slumping in the polls very badly. Zogby ran a poll recently that one in five of Biden voters regret voting for him. That's 20%. Now, there's no way that he could beat Trump if the election were today. And in fact, the polls show that Trump would win by 47-46. The Zogby poll also pointed out that three out of 10, so 30% of the Republicans who voted for Biden now wish that they hadn't. And so you see what's playing out as people watch the travesty on Afghanistan, as they watch the border crisis, as they see their pay, being decreased by inflation as they hear about the tax increases, then obviously your polls are not going to be very strong. I still think that 2022 is going to be a huge election for Republicans. Because the backlash against the policies which are hurting everyday people are going to affect the elections in a tremendous way.
0: It's unfortunate that this happens sometimes where things have to get so bad before mainstream public, who doesn't really pay attention to politics that much, decides they need to make a change. And whether you like Trump's personality or not, his policies were working. You didn't need to tax the rich more because the lower end were making more money because they were going back to work. He was bringing jobs back to the country. And what happens in my experience, when you start taxing the rich too much, you get nothing because they leave.
1: Yeah, that's what happened in France. They upped the tax rate on the rich. The rich just started leaving France. And so it's proved out over and over again that the best way to fund the government is to grow the economy. And Trump was doing that in tremendous fashion. So we'll see where it's going. I'm not sure that Trump is going to run. I'm not sure that he's going to win the Republican primary if he does run. But the mood of the nation is swinging pretty dramatically.
0: I saw a poll that showed Trump would win a Republican primary by about 75%. That was a few weeks ago. But again, as you said, he hasn't said whether he's going to run or not. Now, tell me about General Miley. What's going on there?
1: Yeah, he's just an abject failure. He's the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. He's the top military guy in the country. And this failed effort to get the Americans out of Afghanistan is still hanging around the Biden administration's neck. And it was a failure in the military leadership. So General Milley is responsible. But then the word is leaking out that he actually called the Chinese when he was still Joint Chiefs of Staff under Trump and began to explain to them that he would call them and let them know if there was going to be an attack on them. That is cause for the question, is this treason or not? Is that uh, aiding
0: and abetting the enemy?
1: It is. A, it appears to be aiding and abetting the enemy. I will let the courts decide but I know that the Senators are going to have him testifying and I expect a full grilling of him. I don't see how you can excuse this kind of behavior. When someone does that, then they start acting as the President. There's only one President. You can like any President, you can dislike them, but there's only one. And when subordinates begin to take authority from the President of any party, then you have a crisis that is developing you remember when ronald reagan was shot general alexander haig began to tell people publicly that he was in charge that he was uh, gonna straighten this thing out and that's just not the purpose there's a line of succession And it is constitutional. And so anytime that you have people like these military leaders stepping out of line, they should be disciplined and disciplined hard. As we're closing out, Derek, I was listening to an interview by a 25-year-old American woman who had fallen in love with an Afghan before all of the chaos started, went over to marry him and be with him. And now they're trying to get out. He was one of the translators, I think, for the U.S., They did not get out. And so and right now, the administration is reporting that everything is just real safe and that there's an orderly process and just get in line. It's total hogwash. This 25-year-old girl is explaining that she and her husband are on the run trying to keep from getting killed by the Taliban. They're sleeping in the streets. They have no refuge, nowhere to go. And uh, we've got no embassy there, no military presence. Whether or not they can stay ahead of the terrorists, stay ahead of the Taliban. It's a question of their life. And the administration continues to say, well, there's no problem over there. People are not trapped. It's insulting to the American public that they think that we're that stupid, that we'll believe all of this stuff that the, the national media say and that they say. But thankfully, we've got people like this couple who are fleeing for their lives, who are willing to smuggle reports out, send reports out, make calls from their cell phones and express the truth. Because when the truth is known, the American public are going to be outraged that we left Americans on the ground that's something that our policies always tell our soldiers don't do don't leave your buddy behind don't leave another American behind and yet we have left over a hundred there but then we've left hundreds more people who were loyal to us and the administration talking about the hundred thousand people they got out I wish they would have concentrated on getting Americans and those loyal to us out first then if anybody else passed his betting then fine. But I just think that we're going to face a lot of geopolitical instability. I think we're going to see terrorist attacks because we armed them. They are now emboldened. Their chance that they defeated the U.S. are ringing through to every terrorist heart. They're gathering from around the globe. And I think that the world is going to see a lot of misery because of the armaments that the Biden administration handed over to the terrorists, $85 billion worth of machine guns, the weapons, helicopters, the latest helicopters, secret technology, and we gave it all to the terrorists. So as we close out the program, again, just want to wish Hispanic citizens throughout New Mexico a happy Hispanic Heritage Month.
0: Thank you, Steve. I've been talking with Steve Pierce, chairman of our Republican Party of New Mexico. And if you would like to get more information about the Republican Party of New Mexico, you can do that several ways. First... Check out the website at newmexico.gop. The party has a Facebook page and a Twitter account. The handle is at New Mexico GOP. If you would like to talk to somebody in person, you can call 505-298-3662. That's 505-298-3662. For Steve Pierce, I'm Derek Underhill. We look forward to meeting with you again next week right here on Inside New Mexico.